Hey guys, Kevin Pajak here from Electrofans.com, the electronic music fan community. Today we have an extra special treat for you. We're talking with one of the finest singers in the entire world. A true electronic music veteran, visionary, and pioneer, Kirsty Hawkshaw. Just a bit of background for you. Kirsty started off at the top when she got together with the group Opus 3 from the UK and produced some seminal art house music, as I would call it, Kirsty, please feel free to correct me if I'm off the mark with that label. Their album, Mind Fruit, released in 1992 and featured the Billboard chart-topping hit single, It's a Fine Day, a cover of the 1983 song by singer Jane. Throughout her career, Kirsty has collaborated with some of literally the top names in the electronic music world, Tiesto on the tracks Just Be and Walking on Clouds, BT, Orbital, and more recently, Seba and Ulrich Schnauss. Kirsty's musical work has covered the genres of house music, ambient, trance, dance, drum and bass, and more, all the while projecting her very own unique and eclectic, amazing singing and songwriting talent. Most recently, she's formed a new record label called Wellhead Records, a label with the express mission of focusing on high-quality original music with integrity and a conscience. In addition, she's also helping to promote a new project for a friend of hers involving a virtual art gallery in the online world Second Life. The project is called Street Art Drop, with the eventual plan of uniting music and art together. Last of all, Kirsty also teaches raw food cuisine, and even has yet another musical project called Barefoot Audio, described as minimalist music for efficient running. Kirsty, we are delighted to have you with us today. Welcome to Electrofans. So, let's start off by talking about your new record label, Wellhead Records. You've just released a new EP as of January 27th called Let It Go with singer Tobias Zaldua. How did this project come about and walk us through a little bit of its production, the meaning behind the lyrics, as well as your process of selecting the three different remixes on the release? Hi Kevin, hello Electro fans. Well, the project came about um, last year. Tobias contacted me. We've been friends for a very long time, since the age of nine actually. Um, And as we've gone through our various paths in life, we've stayed in touch. And um, I've always admired Tobias's talent. He's an incredible musician, lyric writer, uh, songwriter, producer... Um, He's also a very well-known and respected uh, film editor. Uh, He's worked with the likes of Phil Griffin, and uh, who did the Amy Winehouse video, Back to Black and Rehab. And he's also, um, he's worked with Shane Meadows on the Stone Roses documentary. Uh, He's worked with Rihanna. He's a very, very talented um, all-rounder, basically. So uh, Tobias contacted me. Uh, last year and said I've, I've written this track I've got a new album coming out what do you think <clears throat> I said well I, I love everything about this it's fantastic it's a concept album called Is Silver a Shiny Grey and uh, and I offered him the chance to release it through Wellhead and amazingly Phil Griffin the director really liked the song and he offered us a video for it so we've just been doing that in the last week as far as the remixes go we have Vibratus, um, a.k.a. Dizzy Banjo, who I met in Second Life a few years ago. 
He came to one of my art installations that I was working on in there to do with sound and vision. And I was really blown away when I saw his name pop up because I was quite a big fan of his work. Rob has also uh, worked on virtual apps like RJDJ and he's done very many exciting things in the virtual world which don't even ask me to explain what they are because I have no idea but he's worked with some very cool people and he and I have been working on some new tracks together because we want to do an EP so watch out for that That, that'll be coming out on Wellhead soon and uh, then we've got TT aka Tetsuji Tanaka from Japan who's collaborated with Nave. I met Tetsuji in Japan, in Tokyo, about four years ago when I was on tour with Ulrich Schnauss. We went into his record shop looking for some drum and bass and there was some Seba and Blue Martin and and, uh, so we got chatting and then we stayed in touch and then we were looking for a, a Japanese remixer to get connected out there. And he's been fantastic, really supporting the record, and we really love his remix. And um, he's he's been promoting it for us, so that's that's really exciting. And then we've got Jack in the Box, uh, the bo- um, what's it, the Higgs Boson mix, which is really cool. So yeah, the, the, these are people that we've met along the way in life and got them involved really. So we've got quite a big family growing in in Wellhead Records. And that's kind of how I, I want it to be, really. Um, I want it to be intimate and supportive. I want the artists to feel they're being supported and that they have, you know, transparency when it comes to the business side of things. Uh, we need to fine-tune some of it quite significantly because it's a little bit disorganised in places, but we are a very new label and a new concept so um, we're currently fishing around for some investors to help us take it to the next level um, the lyrics I suppose that's Tobias's uh, department Tobias wrote the song I just sang it with him but uh, personally for me it rung quite a few bells um, especially as I really suffer from anxiety at times and music's helped me tremendously with that Um, it's about the things that we fear in ourselves and uh, some of the frustrations that we have in life and really it's kind of a gentle song about just letting things go you know don't hold on to them very simple message you can read into it in whatever way you choose it's it's a personal song to every everybody really who listens to it and gets something from it you know we've all had different life experience so i suppose that's my best answer (laughs) what are your upcoming goals both short and long term for the wellhead records label well i think in the current climate uh, record labels in general everybody's struggling so I don't have huge ambition for Wellhead. I don't want to take over the world. I don't want to be the best label that ever existed. I just don't think like that anymore. Um, what I'd like to do is let it grow organically and for the people that I work with to 
feel it's a label they can trust, that they will gravitate back to, um, and just sort of build it slowly and have fun with it. Um, a wellhead is like the source of things, and it's kind of got two meanings. It's wellhead as in, you know, like a well, something that channels something positive and then you've got your well head because you're happy with the way things are going so you feel good in your mind and uh, you know I'm just going to roll with it and see what happens it would be great to get some kind of investment for the label so I can get a website done um, that's a little bit more efficient so I'm kind of waiting for the right person to come along for that We'd also like to hook it up to syncs because some of the music is perfect for film. So we're just going to build it up uh, organically and see what happens. And I've, I'm a great believer in what we're doing. Uh, we have a nice family, friends, and you know, very talented people who want to get involved in it. And uh, our motto is uh, "Wellhead of Music, Label with a Conscience." So we'll treat our artists fairly. Interesting question for you. How would you say that the music industry, both electronic music as well as the music scene in general, has changed since the early 90s through today? What do you think are some of the pluses and minuses of the scene back then as opposed to now? Well, I think that the... The EDM scene, as they call it in the States, I think. EDM, electronic dance music. Um, it's just blowing up in the States. I think that's fantastic. Um, music is, is great when people get together, they're all dancing, and it lifts the spirit, it unites people. And I think that's a really positive thing. Um, I'm really looking forward to having a reunion this year with Opus 3. Um, I see what we're doing as uh, bringing a little bit from what the vibe was like back in the day, bringing it forward to the now, and uh, we're really excited to, you know, deliver a set that hasn't really changed that much since the early 90s, and it hasn't really dated that much either, which is quite strange, but... Um, yeah, that's very exciting. I think the slightly not so positive aspects of the dance scene is that the DJ has become a little bit above its station. It, I'll call it an it. Uh, and that really people need to remember that it's the music, it's not about idolizing, it's about going within and connecting within yourself and without rather than idol worship I'm just not really into all that myself and uh, it's quite unfair on the musicians as well and the artists who whose music they're playing um, because they don't get the same kind of support and I, I don't really agree when a DJ gets paid stupid money to play other people's records and then the artists are suffering because it's it's our job at the end of the day to create and we need the support to put the time in. So I think the whole mentality of that needs to shift 
back to how it was back in the early 90s where nobody really gave that much of a toss who the DJ was. As long as the music was good, off we go. Brilliant. So, yeah, I think uh, obviously when something becomes successful as well or a scene becomes successful, there's going to be other people that want to gain control of that because it's a very powerful thing. Um, and that's something we need to be aware of as well because, uh, you know, music should be about inner freedom, not control. And with the current climate, politically, not that I like to go on about politics too much, but music, again, is a powerful tool to unite people and break down barriers, break down differences. And in the early 90s, I used to know people that were in the army who got into the scene and uh, left the army. They just didn't feel at war anymore. And uh, I think artists, if they've got a talent, if they're able to channel, they should use that responsibly as best they can to unite people, not only to others, but to their own emotions. There's too much anger in the world. There's too much... Um, conflict, violent communication we need to um, we need to get together and fix this now that's what I am in this scene for what is street art drop? how does it work? What are your goals with the project, and where can we see an example of it? Street Art Drop is um, Paul Letts. He's an artist, an abstract artist, um, someone who had a troubled upbringing, who has been to the pits and back, let's put it that way. Um, I met him randomly in my local town in Chesham, in Buckinghamshire, I was out with my son, my 11-year-old, and my friend Bass Flow was doing a really cool drum and bass set in the park, so we went to go up and see him. I spotted this guy with an easel, and he was painting this abstract art, and the combination of the music and the art and this strange guy wearing a mask just drew me to him, and I was there with my camera at the time, and I actually filmed myself going up to him and focusing on what he was doing and and it reminded me of the early 90s because back then you know we used to go to festivals and there were like people making art out of junk and sculptures and stuff and it was really exciting and I went onto Facebook found out more about him if you go to streetartdrop.com you can read all about him there and I went to one of his drops uh, in Aylesbury with a friend of mine one Wednesday night. My phone had actually dropped down the toilet that night, so I didn't have a phone. I didn't know where I was going, but I bumped into people that were running around the streets, uh, just kids, 
people from torn areas, all getting really excited looking for clues to where the next piece of art was. And I could see it was uniting people, you know, it was bringing them together and they had to work as a team to find these pieces of art that this artist, Paul, creates and then leaves around the town for people to find. So that's what that's about. And I just thought it was brilliant because, first of all, people were getting fit and getting off the sofa, getting off their computers, talking to each other, rushing around trying to find something like a treasure hunt. And then the second thing is that um, it's just the whole concept is something that really excites me. And I was so inspired by his work that I thought we could uh, do a little collaboration together. So I've written this 20-minute piece of music and Paul's going to paint live to it while I perform. And it's called uh, 1019 Hertz. Okay, big name time. Tiesto, BT, Orbital. I remember the Tiesto track, Just Be, a while back. 2004 was the actual release date, but I didn't realize at the time that you were the singer. How did you wind up working with these guys, and what was that like? It was okay, but for a vocalist, the ball wasn't really in our court for a very long time. Uh, That is up till now. Things are changing. It's great. And it only takes a moment To step outside and let the rain Kiss your pain away 
mentality um, of vocalists and producers has been a little bit not in our favour as vocalists and songwriters. Um, We often don't get credited correctly. Uh, Up to this day, I have not been paid one royalty for the sales of the BT version of Million Stars, despite numerous attempts to find out what's going on. for the Just Be uh, video, I wasn't allowed to be in the video. Um, I think there's been a, a lot of suppression for female vocalists and male vocalists. Um, but things have kind of turned around uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, there's a new organisation called the Vocalist Songwriters Alliance, which I joined up with. And vocalists have been sharing stories and bad experiences, good experiences, tips, advice. And slowly we're educating ourselves and learning how to ultimately protect ourselves uh, from these imbalances. And um, the healing has begun, you know. And Uh, the track you can hear in the background this is actually the original version of uh, A Million Stars which I called After the Rain Um, I've also done a version of this with Ulrich Schnauss which will be coming out on our album when we finally finish it Um, yeah so it's very easy to have bad experiences and then end up bitter I'm over that now I'm moving forwards and uh I'm not frightened either. I'm not frightened anymore to speak out for what I feel has been wrong. Um, you know, I had some I had some really great experiences working with BT, and there was a time when we were very close. And uh, I, I I don't think it's like ever going to be the same again now. Um, but shit happens, you know. You move forward and. Uh, Yeah, I'm healing. I'm moving forward. You've also worked with the legendary producers Ulrich Schnauss and Seba. You know, as a matter of fact, I believe the first time I officially became aware of your great music and singing was when I heard the track Nothing Can Replace that you did last year with drum and bass superstar Seba. Another one of my personal favorites, actually. Feeling what you 
The lyrics are so evocative, expressive, and visual, going together incredibly well with the song and lifting it even higher, as is also the case really with the track The Light. What was it like working with Sabo? How did that come about? And do you have more collaborations upcoming with him? You know, I'm a married woman, but working with Sevo is probably one of the sexiest collaborators um, musically, artistically. Uh, we have an amazing uh, artistic connection, and it's just very exciting when we work together. Um, how did it come about? I met Sevo through Paradox who also worked on The Light uh, we'd done a few little tracks together uh, Dev, Paradox and I and um, yeah we did, we've done quite a few tracks now we've done Devotions Face to Face oh I know it, it all started when he did a remix of Face to Face which then became The Joy um, and yeah, I just love working together. I'd love to go on tour with him and do a proper live show at some point. But um, that'll happen in time, hopefully. <laughs> and Ulrich Schnauss? Absolutely amazing guy. Um, we've been working on an album for about five years, six years now. Uh, just time, you know, time, time, time. I've had babies and children and he's been really in demand and you know the pressure's been on because we've been doing everything under our own under our own belts you know uh, we didn't have a record deal for it although we've been offered one now for the album that we're working on with low recordings so we've got a few tracks to finish but we're very very close now and I'm a great believer that things are meant to happen when they happen and you can't push it and uh, the way Ulrich and I work is we work when it's the right time. So we want to create a timeless album. So we're not really that much in a rush to finish it. We're just doing it in a way that we can cope with as human beings. So, yeah, that's, that'll happen when it happens. <laughs> you also teach raw food cuisine and are involved with a project called Barefoot Audio, I saw. Music for walking and running. This is all so amazing. How are all these projects going? Oh, they're going really well. Um, Barefoot Audio was born out of a, a chance meeting I had with a, an incredible uh, triathlete, the first Barefoot Ironwoman, Helen Hall. I met Helen locally. She ran and still runs a, um, a local shop that sells the barefoot shoes, Vibram Five Fingers. Uh, and after the birth of my third child, age 42, I wanted to find a new fitness regime that was manageable, that I could fit in around having my baby and um, that was literally go out the door and run off. So, just for a while anyway. <laughs> and... Um, Helen trained me how to run efficiently, how to walk efficiently, how to run uh, avoiding injury. I couldn't believe it when I finally hit my first 5K. I couldn't believe that I'd mastered it and that I was able to just run for ages uh, without tiring because she was teaching me how to use my body correctly and very primally as well. And... Uh, 
One day I was just chatting to her and I said, look, you know, I make music. Your voice is so uh, in tune, your wisdom and your knowledge about running. You have a, an incredible tool there that could teach so many people. So we collaborated, I knocked up some demos and uh, I wrote the music in the correct cadences for barefoot running and Helen does the coaching over the top and then we have, uh, as part of one album, you have the, the music with the coaching and then you have music with the instrumentals so you can just enjoy it while you're running and uh, we've had a lot of interest, especially from... Uh, Primal Lifestyle, who are a UK-based company that supply the five-finger shoes. Although we're non-brand specific with our music, we that they are our preferred shoe. I've only been wearing five fingers now for, for the last three years, and I don't think I could ever put a pair of heels on ever again. <laughs> so um, that's just a daily uh, aspect of my lifestyle. And raw food is something I've been doing I would say 70% of the time since the age of 19 when I first discovered how powerful it is for health and maintenance and cellular especially cellular health I am running alone on this warm familiar road I don't need to catch my I don't feel the need to keep up with you I can only keep up with my soul, soul, soul And this pace restores my faith So all the love I need Is the love I have And all the love I bring Is the love I receive all the love I give is the love Anything else you'd like to say to the Electrofans readers and listeners? I'd like to say a huge thank you to you, Kevin, and an even bigger thank you to all the people that are listening today. And please do buy our music if you like it. 
uh, or if you have downloaded the music for free, um, support us on our networks, share it, and um, maybe donate, you know, something that you can afford. It keeps us going, and we have our bills to pay, and we have we need to put the time in to make the music. Um, and uh, if you're a promoter and want to book us for some live shows, get in touch. And watch out for Opus 3 as well, because we're having a reunion this year. Thank you very much. Okay, for more information, be sure to check out Kirsty Hawkshaw's homepage at www.kirstyhawkshaw.co.uk as well as her new record label page for Wellhead Records, wellheadrecords.bandcamp.com, where you can listen to and buy her excellent new EP, as well as other quality releases, and find out more about the label. Of course, be sure to also follow them on the usual suspects, such as Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and the like. Kirsty, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today, and we wish you the absolute best of luck with all your projects.